0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Rollercast by Rollerfit. I'm Amelia. And I'm Stacey. And we're very happy to be back again. Episode 10. Is it 10? I think it's double digits. Yes, double
1: digits. Woohoo! We've, in the
0: house. We've made it. We we've <laughs> truly made it. Very <laughs> exciting. So, Stace, how's your last couple of weeks been?
1: Oh my gosh. I've we were talking about this before we jumped on um, on the air, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the pod, <laughs> on the potty, on the old potty, uh, and it's just been very busy. Yeah, uh, we had our roller disco. Yes, which was way more people than we anticipated which was awesome yeah it was really good yeah we had about 200 people come. yeah it was really really fun we had the dumpling truck there and i ate like five sets of dumplings oh, those veggie so dumplings so good. she's so
0: fine everybody they were amazing yeah, I, yeah it was really really good food so good to have that there yeah and then i went to the goldie grind you did yeah how was after. it it
1: was really really good so it's a ramp skating event a new event um on the gold coast uh and it's called the goldie grind and it had ramp skating but it also had a bit of dance skating and it is really really fun that's awesome so so that was marmalade
0: slam and winona grinder that organized it yes yeah yeah Yeah. very very cool to see new events popping up all over australia
1: hopefully they do it again next year i think that's the plan i'm excited
0: to go we couldn't go this time for some i can't remember why but how many hours drive did it take you like 30 12 hours there, 12 hours back. Oh, okay. okay.
1: That's still 24 hours. That's a whole day. That's, yeah, that's and it's only just over the border of Queensland too. It, so mm. it's not like I really went into the thick of Queensland. And what have you been up to, Amelia?
0: Well, as yes, as you said, the disco. Um, it was really fun, really enjoyed it. Got to have a bit of a dance. Look, mainly I'm just excited for Tony coming out. I know, right? Yeah. I'm very, very excited. So early November, everybody, Tony, T-Roll aka T-Roll, is coming out. And um, he's been just an amazing coach and mentor, dance coach, inspiration to all of us for many years. The last time he came out to Australia was in 2016. Roll Fit hosted him, did some teaching. So now he's coming back and he's teaching beginner, intermediate and advanced
1: levels. Yeah. And this time we are definitely doing Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane. So the East Coast of Australia, he'll be hitting up in his 10 days here. so yeah,
0: yeah. 10 days. It's going to be tight, but it's going to be amazing. So make sure that you check out the Roller Fit website. All the tickets are
1: like pretty close to sold out, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, really close. Yeah. Only a few left in each city. Yeah. And then we're we're throwing him a roller disco as well.
0: Yes. Throwing him throwing, <laughs> throwing a roller disco party. So that will be on Saturday the 10th of November. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. It's going to be dancing. A lot more dancing in the middle probably than we usually do it around a disco
1: and four hours this time instead of three more time on skates
0: yeah awesome so make sure you come check it out that will be another all ages event yes we'll also have again our amazing she's so fine food truck dumpling truck there i say owl like she's not ours but (laughs) she's a skater (laughs) yes the lady who owns it um and yeah we just loved it last time so we're really excited to have her back yeah so look that's mainly what i'm excited about and tony's staying with matt and i when he comes out so we've been slowly you know cleaning and prepping the house for him so Tony we're we're ready for you Australia's ready very excited mm. but I'm equally excited about today I know this podcast yes we've got an amazing interview today so get ready one of my favorite humans yeah and again another huge skate inspiration to all of us so we're very happy to welcome Enzo at Enzo Type mm. to the podcast. Welcome, Enzo.
2: Hey, thanks well, for having me.
0: So Enzo is a ramp, dance, street, and a rink skater. He pretty much does everything, coaches everything. Enzo is the founder of Enzo's Choice Coaching, uh, and I'm really excited to get some tips on your coaching philosophy and strategies today, Enzo. Enzo is a member of the Moxie Skate Team. He's sponsored by S1, Skater Socks, and Roller Bones, and Ruse Boutique shop at the moment current home base is just out of sedona arizona and you grew up in venice beach is that right
2: yeah i sure did
0: wow skating (laughs) (laughs) amazing so enzo thank you so much for joining us today we're so happy to have you i'm pretty sure that you were like the first one of the first people that
1: we were like we have to interview yes most definitely i wrote to you months ago and we were struggling to match our our times up because me and enzo we have a love for Roll Line, which we'll get into a bit later, maybe. Mm. We have a, and food, of course. Right? <laughs> so he's my food buddy. Whenever I go to Long Beach, I'm like, Enzo, When are we? where are we getting the food from? Take me to the food. Good. That's that's the kind of friend you want to have <laughs> when you're traveling.
0: So, Enzo, we do have a few questions to ask you. So, tell us your full name and your skate job titles.
2: So, my name is Lorenzo Chapman. Uh, my skate name is Enzo Tite. Most people just call me Enzo. And my skate title, I guess I would just say that I'm a roller skate instructor. I am also a certified coach and uh, a therapist. So in all aspects of what I do, I coach mental, emotional, physical, and skating. So That's That's amazing. That's so good.
0: So like, would you consider yourself like a life coach as well as a roller skating coach? Is that the term you use or?
2: The term I would use would be that I'm a facilitator because I facilitate personal growth workshops. So they're more of a structured group dynamic workshop, more than just one-on-one life coaching in all aspects.
1: Yeah, I
0: love that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. that's really good. That sounds amazing. Can't wait to hear more more about it. So tell us, what do you do for work? Like what's your day-to-day, week-to-week look like at the moment?
2: So it's interesting how I have my life structured at the moment is (laughs) during the summer... I am full-time skate coach. I travel and teach workshops in different cities all over the place. And in the wintertime, I do the other aspects of coaching that I was speaking about. So essentially, I just turn off my website for the therapy work and go full-on coaching on the skating. And then in the wintertime, I go back to that, which means doing one-on-ones with people, Um, Whenever they have something come up in their life or actually contracting out through organizations that do therapy work or setting up my own workshops. There's a lot of different modalities that I actually teach, but the one specific one that I do mostly, it's about family dynamics. It's called Mm -hmm. family systems, constellations work. So, yeah.
0: Awesome. In, in my non-skating life, I'm a social worker and so oh, awesome. Yeah. And a, and a <laughs> wow. researcher. So I do research now. Um, but yeah, so interesting. I didn't know that that was like another side of your, your life and your work. So
1: that, that sounds really, really cool. And they must have a bit of a crossover. Hey, cause I feel like
2: absolutely in your role of skate so...
1: coaching, you're like, I love your style of coaching because you really try and help people get through those mental barriers which is such a huge part of roller skating, especially Mm. ramp skating. You Mm. know, a lot of it's mental. So I love that you come from it from that angle. Mm. It's very cool. That's beautiful. When did you make the decision of jumping in and like making coaching skating more of a full-time job? Mm. Non-skating life to skating life. As opposed to working whatever you did before that.
2: So before I was a skate coach I actually sold high-end appliances and did my therapy work so there was some times where I would just be all therapy and sometimes where I'd be all sales yeah so it wasn't something that I was just always doing both and then I got sponsored by the moxie skate team and started getting more exposure I guess with Mm -hmm. my skating people started asking me more about coaching and I know that I have a background in coaching. I'm not just a good skater that decided to just coach. Like I'm actually a coach. So then I was, it absolutely. And so it made perfect sense to me. I started doing it, got really good feedback and then it just went from there.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. I love that how it can happen just so organically Mm -hmm. um, and just sort of snowball into where you are today, traveling around the U S and, coaching as many people as possible Mm.
2: yeah it's really true i'm really grateful
1: so tell us a little bit about about where you're from where you were born where you grew up where you you know how you got into skating
2: so i was born in hawaii on the big island a little town called mountain view near the volcano and i was only there for a few years maybe till i was like 10 and then uh, my parents moved to venice beach they had property near the water So my dad and his brother were jam skaters at the same circle that everybody skates at right now, which is really cool to see that like full circle, like move away, come back and it's still thriving. And so when I was about five years old or maybe seven, he taught me how to skate just from there. I started speed skating and I did a little bit of artistic skating because my speed skate coach wanted me to learn better footwork. (laughs) And so. So then from there, I started skating in the streets, and then I started skateboarding. So then a big portion of my life was skateboarding, but I still would roller skate occasionally, but not as much. So I want to say there's like maybe 10, 15 years where I was mostly skateboarding and some surfing, but not roller skating as much. And then I came back to roller skating and... It's kind of a long story, but people were like, oh, you're a really good skater. You should play roller derby. And I was like, why would I play roller derby? I just <laughs> like skating. <laughs> like, I don't want to hit people on skates. So they kept hitting me up and everybody kept asking, you should play roller derby. You should play roller derby. So then I did that and I was like, oh, this is actually kind of fun. And then I saw people skating in the skate park on roller skates. And I was a skateboarder and I'm like skateboarding next to these people that are roller skating. And I know how to roller skate. And I was like, oh, I should just try this. So then I took my skates to the skate park and I was like, oh, this is really cool.
1: That's so awesome. I and love that's that. That's
2: pretty much how that works. It's the same thing. Wow. Very organic.
1: I didn't realize you skateboarded for such like a long period of time. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And then I moved to Oregon for a little bit of time and I was snowboarding too. So wow, there was kind of a big chunk where it was like board sports.
1: Yeah, board sports. Mm-hmm. Still on wheels though, you know, you're still on wheels. Mm.
2: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> I love that. So was your, you said your dad and your uncle, mm-hmm. were they some of like they're some of the OGs of Venice Beach. Is it that? Well, era? they
2: skated, they skated then. I don't know if they were like in that OG like group because I asked my dad about that and he remembers it being popping, but he doesn't remember the individuals. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he's around definitely skating. not. He's definitely not in the video.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess back then there would have been so many skaters, right? There would have probably been like a core group, and then so many other so people that were there. So many,
2: yeah. That just and he wasn't as much of a circle skater. He liked to move, so his style is very dancey and steppy. But he likes to travel and dance. Sure. So okay. like he would rather go down the boardwalk and dance than yeah. just being in the circle okay.
1: yeah okay oh does he have any old mm-hmm. videos you can post up
2: oh, oh my god he <laughs> actually has some new ones too like oh my gosh Enzo,
0: please, please, please he it.
2: still skates That's him
0: funny. Him he sends up them to me install. every
2: once in a while yeah
0: it's pretty funny it. and Enzo's dad. what's install? your dad's name
2: it's actually lorenzo
0: Lorette, oh, I was gonna say, like, we can think of an Instagram handle for him so he can like join. But Enzo Senior, Enzo- <laughs> yeah,
2: right. Really. Enzo
0: Tightest or something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god.
0: That's look. This um, this shows how little that I know about dance skating, and I consider myself a budding dance skater. I'm learning that there's like so many different types of dance skating, like circle. I'd never thought about that concept between like a circle skater versus a traveling skater and those different styles. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That's cool. Yeah. Cause yeah. I and
2: a lot of people say, like, if you're like traveling in the rank, you're like a shuffle skater mm. or riding or like, or, or, like Re- Re- or like, rexing. Rexing. I've mm-hmm. heard that term. I've never
1: heard yeah, that Yeah.
2: So there's a lot of little terms like that where the different styles and like JB is a lot of traveling too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah with I know a JB.
2: lot of moves. Yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah, I've mm. even heard it just referred to as riding. Yeah, like riding there you like go. as you travel. Yeah, yeah, traveling and dancing.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and usually in groups, right? Like you'll, it won't just be one person. Not
1: all the oh, time. Oh, Yeah, yeah. Mm. So cool. Like teams sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically you've basically been day. on skates since you've been born. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's Pretty part of much. your your heritage. As well. Yeah, so with that, absolutely. do you have a skate, your favorite skate memory? Maybe you might have a few, but maybe one from when you were really young and maybe your favorite skate memory now as an adult. So two. Can you give us two of your favorites from a child and now as an adult?
2: Well, because I was a rink rat. So I guess one of my, I, it's hard to pick one. I could pick a collective of like, I. my rink was the Moonlight Rollaway. I'm already jealous. Aww, Keep going Moonlight. <laughs> okay. So, so, yeah, just skating there as a kid just three or four times a week. So I would be at school thinking about the days that I would go skating. So it was like Monday, Wednesday, Saturday or something like that. And it would just be like, sounds funny, but being at school thinking about skating was actually a good memory. <laughs> like I remember cool. it vividly.
1: Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Because I, I
2: skated so much. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: When you're at the rink all the time and then you're at school and you're just like, I just want to be at the rink. I just want to be at the rink. Mm -hmm. rink. And And then
2: probably the the more recent would being able to attempt that full loop and having like Tony Hawk there like coaching me on how to do it. It was really, and skating with my mentor, Brian Wainwright, all at the same
0: time, like all of that, that whole day. Can you explain what the full loop is?
2: Oh, okay. So, well, a full loop is, it basically, there is a big roll in, similar to like a mega ramp, but not that tall. So you're skating down the ramp and then it's a 360 degree upside down loop that you're completing on skate, skateboard, whatever with wow. a rollaway afterwards.
1: So I like got obsessed with watching that. So basically I saw your video and then from there I looked at the hashtag and then I looked at everyone else's video that was there. So basically I saw you do that from about 20 different angles from like people on Instagram I had stalked just see like the day, you know, when you're just trying to like yeah. understand the day for our,
0: for our listeners. Mm-hmm. What was that event? Tell us more about that day and the hashtags. So, so
1: we can go find it on
0: Instagram. It,
2: too. It, right. So Tony Hawk set up the full loop. He didn't even do it that day. He set it up for people that hadn't done it before. So there was a day of practice. I had a workshop in another state, so I wasn't able to be there for the day of practice, but I was able to be there on the day of, And super fortunate that um, Brian Wainwright was able to get the invite for me. And because so many others were turned down. So I just felt very grateful. Anyways, long story short, it was a virtual reality event by a company called Total VR. And so that full loop was in virtual reality. So people with the glasses could actually see people attempting and executing that in virtual reality. Wow. Yeah, it was oh, It was live too correct and you start out with yeah you start out with pads so you do it a million times landing on the pads till you feel you're comfortable and they take out one pad at a time they don't just go like pulling everything out a couple of the skateboarders were like take all the pads out I'm ready <laughs> <laughs> they did it there was some really gnarly slams there was some coolness that I saw just total cards one guy did the loop and slammed right back into the entry ramp, Ooh. like full speed, like busted his teeth. Yeah, just like mm.
1: wow. Yeah, so it's yeah, it was serious. It's stuff.
2: really super serious. It's super mm. serious.
1: Yeah, it looked amazing. I literally, once I saw that you were there, I just spent like three hours just trying to follow anyone that was there just to see everyone's videos. And that uh, Lizzie completed mm-hmm. it right—the first female yeah. skateboarder. Wow. Um, It was really
2: cool because Mm -hmm. that was such an interesting also for me because I had a choice. I could, after the virtual reality event was over, because I wasn't able to skate during that, but um, they gave people an option to keep attempting it afterwards. And that's when Lizzie completed it. But that's when Brian Wainwright wanted to skate vert with me. So I was like, "Um, yeah, I'm going to choose that over doing the loop. Mm. You know what I mean?
0: You could say it was Enzo's choice.
2: (laughs) It really was. (laughs) I definitely had a choice to make, and I don't regret it at all.
1: Well, it looked amazing and mm. I did see the videos and maybe when we pop this podcast up, we'll pop a, a video. of A link or a video. Yeah, yeah, it was really, really, really cool. And I can see why that's one of your favorite memories because what an amazing experience. And yeah, I was going to say you would have to be invited, right, given it's Tony Hawks. Mm. Mm. It's his ramp, right, I assume? and it's yeah. His event?
2: He, they, yeah, he just set it up just for that event and it was definitely pretty exclusive. And there was a couple other roller skaters that showed up later, but it was after the moment had been
1: gone that... Oh, yeah, nice. Oh, so Mm -hmm. cool. Wow. Well, since you're so into coaching and coaching is a huge part of your life now, let's get more into (laughs) the coaching side of things because I want to hear about this more. And obviously, we're coaches, so we love talking to other fellow coaches. Mm. Can you tell us a little bit about your coaching philosophy for roller skaters?
2: So my coaching philosophy is... A couple things. I guess I would say one big thing is, on my philosophy, I'm really focused on acknowledging like all that there is, like the mental, emotional and physical aspects of the coaching. So I feel strong about that. The reason why is because of my background. So being able to marry those two things is a very unique lane that I've found for myself. And going forward in that trajectory, so the essence of what I'm saying is that I have a unique ability based on my background to address the mental and emotional aspects as well as the physical mechanics. Yes,
1: yeah, I hear that. Yeah, you think about the whole whole picture rather than just like I want to learn a skill. You know, you Mm -hmm. think about, okay, let's think about you as a whole person, your environment, Mm. you know all of that stuff. Mm, So it's very interesting. Mm.
2: And another thing about me and how I coach is something that a lot of people say in roller derby is skills before drills, because so much of the time I go to a workshop and I ask what people want to learn and they have a huge list. I want to Mm -hmm. learn a cartwheel. I want to learn, I want to learn a backflip. I want to learn grind and drop in and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, so let me see you skate first. Mm. So the first thing I do is I start with watching them, assessing their skill level, and then deciding where we go from there. Yeah, because I'm the type of coach that won't even teach somebody to drop in unless they can successfully pump from the bottom of the ramp, stall, and come back in. Because then I know that they are going to be able to handle the speed that they have from dropping in. Otherwise, it's pointless.
1: Yeah, and They're it's just the gonna safety have a- of it too. Hey, like
2: absolutely.
1: I'm all about that too. I'm definitely like all about skills before drills, but that's just coming from artistic as well. Like people weren't allowed to move up basically until they had, you know, there Mm. were levels they'll build strict levels of how you did it. And I feel like it helped confidence too. Mm.
2: It's so true. A perfect example is I went out to New Hampshire, Boston area twice before and taught a lot of fundamentals and some tricks and now I'm going back there on the 21st and teaching strictly tricks, like every single trick. And another thing about me and how I coach is I can actually coach any trick that's out there, even if I've never done it or the individual has never seen me do it. It's because I have a really deep understanding about the mechanics of how things work. Yeah. So, and, and for some reason, like I have – done a trick that I've never even attempted before when an individual asked me for a demo
1: that's awesome. I don't
2: really know where it comes from but it's just like my passion. I guess it would say it's just my passion for teaching that like if that's what needs to happen right now then that's what's going to happen
1: yeah and I'm sure your brain probably mechanically breaks Each move down in a certain way. You've been skating for so long. You've been coaching for so long. Mm -hmm.
2: And I also give a lot of feedback, like verbal and video feedback. And so what I found is that people not only say that they appreciate the way that I give feedback, not just because it's structured, but it's tailored to the individual like I understand how there's different learning styles. So some people are auditory, some people are visual, some people are kinesthetic. So yes. I'm a, quite a bit intuitive. So that helps me understand what people are needing. Mm. So then I'm able to reach people in a deeper way that they get it. Like I've heard people say, like I've been trying to do this trick for like a year, and have had multiple coaches, and within 15 minutes, you're having me do this. Not to like boast on myself, I'm just saying that just a way that I approach things that seems to be really effective, based on the feedback that I'm getting.
1: That's well, awesome. it sounds like you think about the individual skater. Mm you know, we'll see when you're teaching a group, obviously you're teaching a group, but within that you're trying to teach individual skaters. And it sounds like even when you are teaching a group, you're still going around giving individual feedback. Am I correct?
2: (laughs) It's so true. And that's one thing that I noticed, even when I coached roller derby is so many people would be with this look that you know, they're not getting it, Mm -hmm. but they're (laughs) not about to (laughs) say Yeah, exactly. They're not about to say anything. And then I walk up and they're like, thank you so much for coming over here like I was struggling and yeah. then that just moves me like from heart space like that feels valuable to me that I could feel that in that moment I affected them they felt valued they felt cared about which is way bigger than just coaching a skill
1: yeah i agree yeah mm. definitely and and working with the individuals you know Mm. personality and there's so many different things everyone's so different Mm. can I ask how
0: do you you said you you know kind of use your intuitiveness to to assess this but how how do you assess a skater's learning style do you ask them to think about the way that they like to learn or do you just kind of have a sense of you know how they Um, would learn best Well, the first
2: thing, like I said, I watch how they skate. And a lot of times from how they skate, I can actually glean a lot of things about them. I listen Mm. how they talk and what they tell me when I ask them, like, say, what would you like to learn? And it kind of comes into the other work that I've done in the past also, because there's a work called NLP, it's Neuro Linguistic Programming, and that works a lot with the mechanics of being able to read somebody in the amount of time it takes them to walk through a threshold in a conference or you know auditorium so there's a thousand people walking through there i'm the facilitator i need to be able to get a strong read from every single one of them as they're walking through the threshold before they say a word to me so i have to have a lot of tools
0: to do that yeah.
2: Wow. Body language, so the way they carry themselves, where they look, how they look, how they dress. Like, there's so many different things.
1: Yeah. And That's then there's so obviously
2: asking questions, series of questions, and how people answer will give you a lot of information
1: about something yeah. like, Or if they answer, I feel like, you know, if you ask a group and some people just are so shy and you just know the only way they're going to, or not the only way, but one of the ways they're going to learn is they need that individual feedback because they're embarrassed Mm. to get it in a group or Mm. I was definitely that skater growing up. I was a very shy, be surprised, Mm. (laughs) a very shy, nervous (laughs) skater. And I really needed that one-on-one coaching. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. The group thing was um, overwhelming, I guess. Yeah. Okay.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just interested. I don't want to pull out your coaching tips or anything like that from you, but like, what would you say? Do you think it would be useful for like an individual skater to think about how they learn? Do you know what I mean? Like how, how might someone apply that principle in their skating of like learning styles?
2: It's a really good question because I've actually had multiple conversations about this because it seems like whenever I coach people give me feedback on my coaching in relation to how they've been coached before in the past. Yes. So it would be essentially just thinking about what works and what doesn't work. Sure. When you want to learn something, if you go to YouTube, does that work for you? Mm. If that works for you, then you'd be visual. Like hearing somebody explain something, if that works for you, then you'd be auditory. Or if you're somebody that knows that you have to do it, 1, 2, 12 times in order to get it. You know from your past experience that if you don't physically do it or watch somebody do it and then copy, mm. then, uh, then you're more kinesthetic.
0: Yeah, awesome.
2: So that's yeah. just a way for people to understand what and why.
1: And I think they're almost three coaching tips in themselves. Hey, it's like more, it's like a coaching tip, but also for the skater to think more about themselves and how, and I think as someone who's been skating their whole life, like Enzo, I know how I learn. I know I can't learn off video. That's just me. I just, I Mm -hmm. can't, I can't do it. And I need to follow someone, as you say, 12 times. But I also like, I like the explanation because I love the mechanics. I love hearing the breakdown yeah i do but i'm not like mm-hmm. a visual person if someone starts explaining patterns and shapes i'm like you know someone's like it's like a love heart i can't like picture that in my head does mm-hmm. that make sense mm. but if, yeah, if they know. do it and i follow them then mm. that makes sense so it's very interesting and not everyone's the same some people can learn exactly off video right yeah no yeah and learn
0: well i can't but um but no that's so great enzo thanks for sharing that with us like it's so simple but so profound in so many ways isn't it like Think about what's worked when you learn. Think about what hasn't worked and apply that to your skating. So it's made me think good, about yeah. It more too now. I'm like, how do, I, do well. I learn and how do how do I then coach? Puts yeah. How do I then coach? But also how do I put stuff in place to make sure that people
1: can yeah that people can learn as well off me. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hmm. and obviously the bigger the group, the harder it is sometimes. Right, like mm-hmm. taking. 40 people, you know, it's hard, but I guess we all try our best to just give individual feedback where you can as much as you Yeah, can. it's so mm-hmm. true. So at the Moxie Skate camp, you taught a class um based mm-hmm. on getting what was what was the class called again?
2: It's called Mind Over Matter or Get Out of Your Head, Mind Over Matter.
1: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. yeah, at the Moxie Skate camp you taught that class, get out of your head, mind over matter. How do you teach that class? I, unfortunately, I think I was coaching the same time as you, so I couldn't come to your class. But Mm -hmm. for me, and I'm sure many other people, like physically, a lot of people can probably do a lot more than what they're doing, but mentally they're held back.
2: Absolutely. So Mm -hmm. it's fascinating how much interest those classes are always packed to the gills and the thing that moved me the most about that class, I just want to talk about that first, is how mm. open and vulnerable people are. Because in my experience in sports, I haven't experienced people being as open and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I've actually seen some of the opposite, like with a roller derby. Like if somebody cries, they had a bad jam, and they got really emotional, and then they like are not drafted because they're too unstable and all this kind of stuff. So for... Me to be able to bring something from a realm where people are super open and vulnerable about their emotions and their state of being and all that into the skate world. And people to be so open to it, go so deep and ask so many more questions and want to go further and further and further. It was just really profound to me. So how I do that is I just go straight to the core. I just start talking about how to overcome our fears. And one big way that I could talk about is acknowledging what is. And that's what I notice a lot of people don't do. Like they try to squash their feelings. Mm -hmm. And especially in like skating ramps. Yes. Mm. People are on the sidelines saying, get it, send it. You got this. Like you got this is probably the single worst thing you could say to somebody you don't know.
1: Mm. Yeah
2: you literally have no clue what their skill level is. Mm. 90% of the time, they've never even seen them skate. They just, they're standing on the edge, ready to drop in. They're like, just send it. <laughs> yeah, you do know it. what I mean? Yeah. Like,
1: and they're trying to be supportive, obviously, but they're not really. 100%. It. Yeah.
2: So that's what I mean by that. Uh, my apologies. I just mean that it's not acknowledging what they may be feeling.
1: Yeah, because yeah, yeah.
2: what people think is that if they acknowledge the fear, it's going to get bigger. But mm-hmm. when in actuality, when they squash it down, it just builds and builds and builds inside, and then comes out sideways. And this is like applies to life too. So, yes, like in your does. relationships mm-hmm. um, and everything. So, when you acknowledge the feeling, feel through it, like I'm actually scared right now. Mm-hmm. And process that if you 're really that scared and you need to cry, just cry like be with authentic expression 100 percent, i 'm a huge mm. advocate for that. Mm. Then you create a space for a different feeling to come in: strength, confidence, assurance, trusting your skill set, so many different things. But if you 're always pushing it down, it 's going to come out sideways, or it 's going to get so big inside of you. From squashing it like a pressure cooker, you 're going to be paralyzed from fear.
1: Yeah. Because when
2: you feel it and move through it, you're able to release it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with you there. And for someone, like I said, I was a very and I still am a very Mm. nervy skater. And I'm so honest about that because I've had the experience growing up as an artistic skater and my coach allowing me to be nervous, you know, yeah. teaching me that nerves is almost a good thing, right? Like acknowledging that you're nervous. It means you care about this, you know, and all of that. And we used to, we used to play this game actually, um, cause I was a little kid. I was like seven years old. I used to get so nervous. She used to get a bag and she would go to my stomach and be like, I'm going to put all these butterflies in the plastic Aww. bag. And then you're going to talk to them <laughs> and tell them how you feel. And then when you get on that rink, you, the butterflies are going to be here, but You know you're going to be. (laughs) It was like such a way to talk about it as a kid. It's like you know they're they're still around, but they're not going to be. They're not going to control consume you. Yeah, Yeah. they're not going to control your environment. And I guess at a competitive level, it's very Mm. different because you get nervous for many reasons. Mm. And it was a very Mm -hmm. interesting thing. But back then, it was very big. Old school coaching was push your nerves away, right? Like push it all away. Just get out there and do Mm -hmm. it. Just get out there and make it happen. And now in hindsight, some of my old coaches are like, oh, I wish, you know, I, I wish you got to see a psychologist as a kid or I wish, you know, mm. you got help with your nerves. Yeah. But now it's more of a thing mm-hmm. in sport. True.
0: Yeah. The mental game is just yeah. important.
1: Like it's, I feel like it's become more acknowledged. Well, at yeah. a high level of sport, you yeah. have a coach for that, right? You yeah. have your technical coach, your strength coach, and then your mental coach
0: mm-hmm.
1: in sport. So interesting. But, so uh, true. And you can mm. give all that. Yeah, being like
0: Zer- the whole
2: that you is- are yeah. Um, hey thanks <laughs> i'm really great I, i'm really grateful for that it's yeah. really important to me i really love helping people yeah like it's part of my mission yeah. so
0: i can see that
2: yeah absolutely
0: um i have a question that's just come to me and it might take me a while to articulate it so let me go um I have noticed, and this is true of my experience as well, that a lot of people come to skating maybe who have, like, experienced trauma, like some kind of trauma in their past. Um, And, like, I'm not fully up with the research and stuff about it, but you know that, that kind of empirical research about you know the physical effects of trauma and the somatic effects of trauma so the idea that post-traumatic stress Mm -hmm. happens and that there's an effect on your body that there's a mind-body disconnection that you actually lose some connection with your body as a self-protective thing your mind goes to another place to protect yourself from trauma to help you to survive Um, and for me personally I felt like the process of skating I, I didn't do this deliberately. It wasn't a deliberate thing, but I felt like skating over the last six or so years has put me back in touch with my body and helped me to understand how to use and feel Mm -hmm. my body in a different way. That was a really roundabout question, but I guess my question is like, what's your, do you have thoughts on like trauma and the use of the body and how that applies to skating or how you've seen that in people that you've coached? I feel like it's a fairly common experience. I've spoken to a lot of people online as well as in person who have experienced some kind of trauma and kind of work that out through skating. It's like skating is a, skating is therapy. Like that's a pretty common yeah, like, right. way of. It's a hashtag, right? Yeah. Like constructing therapy. skating. <laughs> if, so, yeah.
2: I, I do agree with what you're saying about that. And there's so many lessons that apply to life that you learn while you're skating, especially when you're learning new things, that it's, in a way, like you're saying, it's a way to reintegrate mm. yourself. A phrase that I use a lot is trust your skill set.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And sometimes people don't know what I mean. Mm. So then that goes back to the place where they got disconnected from that that knowing part of themselves yes which applies to life which applies to their essence which applies to maybe trauma because a lot of times when somebody experiences trauma they disconnect as a way to survive yes so yes i have seen people reintegrate and learn things that apply to their life that help them grow and actually flourish
1: yeah for sure
2: It's definitely personal growth. A lot of times, yeah, <laughs> learning learning new things on roller skates.
1: Yeah, on every level, definitely. Because as you say, mm-hmm. there's so many components. There's a skill mm. component. There's a physical component. There's a mental component. So obviously, you're going to grow mm-hmm. as a person. Yeah, there's going to be development in as, those and areas. I, I love that that you use um trust your skill set because being new at ramp skating, I always have to mm. get dig down deep because it's all very scary to me and try and trust my skill set. And that's really hard for me because I mm. come from a skill set that not as many people come from in ramp skating. So I really have to sit down and be like, okay, trust. how You might do it a little bit different because mm. of your skill set.
2: A perfect example is like Indie Gemma Jump. Like she was skating and skating and skating and she didn't really like take off until she decided to really focus on what she had been training her whole life for was gymnastics.
1: Mm. And yeah. When she
2: applied the gymnastics to her skating, She just flourished.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
2: so that was basically applies to you as well. You have a totally different skill set that a lot of people don't have. So if you were to really hone that in and find a way to incorporate it into your other type Mm -hmm. of skating, like ramp skating, Mm -hmm. then there you go.
0: But saying like that's... I'm approaching that in a different way as well, Enzo, because when you say trust your skill set and apply that to skating, I feel like you've kind of done that in the way that you've incorporated your background, your training, your coaching, your overall coaching philosophy into your life. And it makes me think about myself and go, oh, okay, what are my other skills that I can bring to my coaching or to my skating? Because I have no background in like physical sports at all. Mm -hmm. Um, so what would you say to people who maybe come to skating as like a new thing who might not have a background in like gymnastics or artistic skating or like any kind of sport? Like, do you, do you think about it in a broader term as well? Like what other kind of mental, emotional, practical skills might people have that they can bring?
2: Hmm. That's really interesting because yeah. So say if you were a very book smart person, you have multiple degrees you're obviously incredibly smart in that aspect there's a different way that you could approach skating from more of a scientific level yeah because it's all physics literally skating is all physics yeah so if you apply your physics brain to the skating then you could there's one of my friend leon west he was an engineer by trade but he works like physical labor you know he's like a painter, he would sit there and draw out graphs and like super complex lists of like how he's going to work on what skill on what day of the month and his six-month goals. he draw out with dot point matrix (laughs) how the individual is in the skate park in relation to skating parallel or side stance and it's just wow. like, see his engineer brain, you know what I mean? That's yeah. so cool. He thinks about it so differently and that's his approach.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, even like that just made me think like planning skills. I don't know if I've actually ever sat down formally and applied my skills that I have in other areas, i.e. planning and organization to like, okay, what am I going to work on now to make sure that I'm getting that trick in six months, in 12 months? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's a process mm-hmm. in itself. Yeah. Maybe
2: you should try that. It really <laughs> in, in it helps him stay focused mm. and know where he wants to be It yeah. has a timeline for it. Exactly. But some people aren't into organizing. They're more True. like free spirit. They just want to go with the flow yeah, more creative. and all that kind of things. Yes, yeah, so that would yeah. be just too bound, too constricted. So to each their own.
0: So interesting. but find, But trying to think about it in that more, I guess, not detached, but like a critical way. Who am I as a person? Correct. Or how can I apply that to skating? It's like, yeah, it's so interesting. And I never really thought about it in that way before. And then do the opposite, apply my skating to my life. Yeah, exactly.
1: What can I learn? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got lots to think about <laughs> yeah, this afternoon. Same. Thank so you provoking. very much. Well, that well, yeah was fantastic. We will move on from that but thank you so much for all your coaching yeah. tips and your philosophy that was incredible and i'm sure our listeners are going to love it because i can't mm, wait to re-listen <laughs> to this again thanks Enzo. so another question what's it like being on the moxie skate team hey there moxie skate team member
2: <laughs> <laughs> so it's really interesting being on the moxie skate team because for me i just love skating so i never started ramp skating or any type of skating for that matter for like exposure for anything when i was first on low skates on ramps i didn't even have instagram
0: yeah, yeah. And then i got
2: instagram yeah i was already doing it so then i got instagram and then i rarely posted and then i met estrogen at some grand opening in washington of a skate park and then we became friends i eventually ended up doing the tryouts and getting on the skate team, right? So for me, being on the skate team is interesting because I don't do it for exposure or for, like, notoriety, I guess.
1: Yeah. And I feel like that's it, why you get sponsored, right? Because you do show a love of roller skating in a unique way. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It's just a passion. I I feel the soul of skating. So,
1: but yeah, overall, are you... Mm. Is it good being on the Moxie team? Do you-
2: uh, yeah, absolutely. I did say interesting. I did say interesting. I love being on the skate team. I love the opportunity that's given me. It's actually given me a jump off to get more sponsorships because of the exposure that's given me. Mm-hmm. So I always think of that as my ground base for where I'm at. Like mm. I honestly can contribute a big portion of why I'm actually – doing Enzo's Choice Coaching because I was on the Moxie Skate Team.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: So I always respect where I came from. And I mean, as far as where I've came and where I'm going, that was the jump off. Like, that is the foundation of my current skating persona.
0: Where where you are now. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And, well, that leads well into our next question, which is – What do you see as the future of skating? Like, where is roller skating going? Oh, wow.
2: That's a really good question. I just think that skating is similar to fashion and that it goes in cycles. Hmm. So I honestly think that so much of the skating that they were doing in the 70s, they're still doing There's a core group that's always going to do it, but it's going back into that mainstream status, it feels like. Mm. like it was in the 70s where everybody knows about it everybody wants a part of it and media is using it for advertisements and people want to have skates in their ads in their videos and in their fashion weeklies and you know what i mean just like so incredibly popular that it's trending yeah and so the core group will still do it when it's not in this big bubble but i think as a whole skating will rise and fall but it will always be a constant yeah because it's so enjoyable so like the people that actually do it because they love it mm. they'll never stop doing it mm. but the people that do it because it's trending will stop
1: when mm. something else is the next big thing it'll be interesting to see how social media has that influence mm on where skating is going, you know, because in the 70s and 80s, they didn't have that, that exposure. Is you that know? is true. So it didn't so get that, it out. Is a,
2: that is very true. And that could be the thing that keeps it evolving. Keeps it
1: rolling. Keeps it rolling.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Keeps That's it rolling. True. That's way better than I would have said.
0: And I reckon, you know, the fact that it's trending at the moment, like you can see that as either a good or a bad thing, right? But I, for one, welcome people who come into this community, if only for a short time, um, because they add so mm-hmm. much to it, I think new people coming to skating you know help it move forward, and, as you said, move into new directions that maybe we wouldn 't have we wouldn
1: 't have come to otherwise so yeah, yeah it 's interesting. interesting it is an interesting mm. time, especially with social media mm. um, yeah i 've mm-hmm. seen it i 've seen it rise and fall as well as a mm. kid, so it is you know. interesting i think social media will definitely help yeah i don't know help or hinder like well it remains to be seen Mm. oh this has been a very philosophically chat i feel like like it always is heavy but in a really good way
0: (laughs) in a really good
1: way (laughs) so where are you heading next where's your next Mm. coaching this weekend are you coaching next weekend when are you coaching next
2: (laughs) so my next big workshop is in nashua new hampshire and it's sponsored by the Bruce Boutique, and it's a trick-based workshop. So it's an all-day workshop. It's basically seven and a half hours of coaching, and it's really unique because during lunch, I'm doing the get-out-of-your-head discussion.
1: Yes.
2: So it's just a huge benefit because you're already there, and you're eating and you're just taking in that information. So it's not like you have to set aside separate time to get that jewel. It's right in the middle of the day. So you have time to start getting in your head. Yeah. And then you get that information and then you could finish out the more difficult things because obviously it starts as beginner and goes yeah, up. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Wow. So yeah, it's just very trick focused. Literally going through all the tricks.
1: And do you have any teaching
2: other co- every level? Do
1: you have mm-hmm. any other coaching plans for the rest of the year, or it's just to be? There's seen? definitely
2: there's definitely some tentative ones. Um, one that I know of that's in the works is in the Florida Keys. And um, other than that, the rest of them are so premature that I couldn't really just like put it out there like that yeah so
0: fair enough it's the
2: end of the summer so like I said I'm I'm ramping down to do more of my um, regular day-to-day jobs and less traveling full-time because summer I've been literally going from workshop to workshop Mm.
1: and do you have anything locked in for next year like will you be at the moxie skate camp is there any other big events I will
2: actually be at um, the moxie skate camp in a perfect world, I'll be at both Moxie Skate camps, but that's still yet to be determined. But I uh-huh. know for, um, I definitely plan on being at the one in May in yes. mm. Woodward West. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hoping to also be at the one at East. So, yeah.
0: Well, Enzo, you're talking about your summer ramping down. Guess what? In Australia, we're it's ramping just up. ramping up. It's just coming into summer. So, uh, would you consider maybe coming out to Australia sometime? Double, I've actually doubling up on summer? Cons-
2: I've actually considered that before a lot. I think that would, they have a really big skate scene there. And
0: we do. It
2: seems super awesome. And I've never been there. So It'd
1: be awesome. That oh. would
2: be phenomenal.
1: Our we skate scene really is definitely growing. Yeah, it is. We're very spread out, I must say. Yeah. We mm-hmm. have little po- I guess, probably like the US as well, but our pockets are probably a little bit smaller. Yeah. I'd imagine, given our population is a lot smaller.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Never, never ending summer. Just keep traveling That's right. to hot places.
1: That's the idea, right? And yeah. it gets very hot here,
0: although it's, it is freezing in Sydney at the moment. Um, I say freezing, it's like 16 degrees. So, well, okay. Enzo, if we want to follow you, we go to at Enzo on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And if we want to follow your coaching and your amazing philosophy and things that you post, we want to follow Enzo's underscore, underscore choice,
1: underscore coaching. And you have a website too?
2: I do. It's EnzosChoiceCoaching.com.
1: Great. And you update on all those channels of where you're coaching next. So anyone in the US should definitely mm. be chasing Enzo around. Check it out. Chase you around. Chase the endless summer with
0: Enzo. <laughs> <laughs> what a tagline. <laughs> We're coming I'm up just, with yeah, I'm just, you know. I do like that
2: actually. <laughs> Chase the endless summer.
0: With Enzo Tite and Enzo Tite Senior. <laughs> bring oh your dad gosh. along. <laughs> Can you please bring
1: your dad along next so time I'm amazing. in the US? I wanna I wanna know, meet him. I wanna learn meet. all the things. I wanna um, skate with him down yeah. at Venice Beach. All right, so Enzo,
0: we've come to the part where we wanna talk about our, our skate jams. So what's your favorite song that you're skating to at the moment?
2: Ooh, so I always really like Music by Eric Sermon.
0: Music okay. okay. by Eric Sermon. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's called, the, it's the, the really
2: title of the amazing song is called Skates. Music? It is. That's deep. It's a really amazing <laughs> skate song.
1: Okay. Awesome. All right. We'll have to add that to our list. Uh, is it on um, Spotify?
2: It sure is.
1: Awesome. And you, Amelia? Yes. I
0: have just listened to the song um, Rain Girl by Yeji.
1: Random. but sounds, it's a really, really cool song. All these new songs. Mm. What's your song, Stace? Queen by, uh, what's her name? Janelle Monet. Monet. Mm. Yes. Mm. I've been getting back into her lately. Yeah, she's great. Well, she just had a new album a couple of months ago. Yeah, Mm. I started listening to that new album and then I got Mm. back to the, you know when you listen to a new album and you head back. Yeah. Backwards. That's so
0: good. And Enzo, what's your skate skill? Are you working on a particular skill or trick at the moment?
2: Currently, the skill that I would be actively working on is um, landing my 540 McTwist above the Coping on Bert.
0: Wow. That sounds insane. It also (laughs) sounds delicious, McTwist.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So what that is, is it's a 540 with an upside down flip. So it's an upside down 540, yeah.
1: And do you have a mentor for someone else that can do this? Mm-hmm. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah so that would be brian right? okay uh, okay
1: mm-hmm. all
2: right no what i was saying is i could land it on one skate but i haven't been able to or two skates and then slam so i haven't been able to just like get a clean roll away okay. above coping on vert so okay it's a very specific thing that i'm
1: doing so it's yeah like, we'll watch out for it yeah
0: you keep working on that i want to it sounds amazing yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Awesome. What are you working on at the moment, Stace? I, the same as uh, last time we chatted, I'm just working on trying to get a skate in. So I didn't even skate at our own roller disco because (laughs) we were so busy Mm. uh, and a little bit understaffed, which was slightly my fault. But then it's been raining in Sydney, like, well, For our listeners out there, I'm not even lying about it. This has been raining every day. Yeah. It's been crazy. Which for is like, very unusual yeah. in Sydney. We were in drought last time we spoke. Yeah. We probably still are in drought. It's probably raining in the wrong places, but yeah. it's raining a lot. And so trying to get to skate is very difficult because there isn't mm-hmm. a lot of indoor skating places. Mm. So yeah, I just, there was a break in the rain the other day and I went for a skate. So my plan is to skate. That's what I'm working on. I'm working on actually beating the weather yep. and trying to skate. And skating for yourself. That's a good, <laughs> That's always a good thing to
0: be doing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, I am working on um, the Emiles at the moment, which is a dance move. A, move, a to- move that Tony taught us that last time he came out, I could not even do the base move, which is the banana, which is the swiggly back figure eight move. Um, so, yeah, the Emils involves a leg lift and... I'm just really enjoying it at the moment, working on getting it good so that when Tony comes out, he can teach me more of the variations on the meals. Yeah. And so mm. we can be like, look, Tony, we've been practicing. Yeah, I promise. I did what you told me to <laughs> and I <laughs> practice, practice, practice. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, that's anyway. a fun move. Like it is. Move yeah, it's really good. Practicing that. Yes. Well, soon we'll be dancing.
1: 10 days straight.
0: 10 days straight It's going to be so good. Well, Enzo, thank you so, so much for joining us today. It's been It's been so good. A really great conversation. (laughs) Thank you for sharing your passion with us and with the world. Yeah, you're such an inspiring skater and human. So thank you so much. It's been so good. Yeah, and we hope to see you in Australia really
1: soon. Oh, I'll see you next year. (laughs) Oh, yeah, stay Yeah, that's right. I'll see you at either one of the Moxie Skate Camp. Thanks
2: so much for having me. I really appreciate it
1: no No worries worries. we'll speak to you soon and And to all of our listeners out there (laughs) sweet skate
0: dreams